Hi guys, I'm Claire. And I'm Katie. And welcome back to the Margarita Madness Podcast. Woohoo! <laughs> you know what, we may not be pros, but we pretty much mastered our intro, so you know what? Yeah, that's all that matters. It's a win. I couldn't figure out the app earlier today, but that... But the intro, that's all that matters. Moment of panic because I was really panicked. The email or the password. Well, so it automatically updated and I I just kept it I just kept it logged in before so that when it updated it logged out and I was like, Oh not panic. Idea. I have no idea what the password is. <laughs> Don't worry, we've figured it out. You know what? It's fine. It's fine. Anchor, the app, I love you, but I'm not a fan of your update. It doesn't look cute. Does the inside look the same? Like the no, it's oh, like no. all updated. Oh yeah. Well, our uh, <laughs> sound engineer, aka you, <laughs> sound engineer over here. Yeah, you should like play it up like on your resume. Like, yes, I am like a sound engineer. You know what? <laughs> I did apply to a podcast job in second year on campus for the like brantford radio station that rents out one of our buildings i sadly did not get chosen but the professor that runs it was really really thrilled with my own podcast experience in my cover letter he was he wanted to hear so much about it i was like great if you hire me i will tell you all about all it, about it. Yeah. <laughs> he did not hire me don't give away that experience for free. Yeah, but that's okay. He was looking for a digital media and journalism student, so I did understand that yeah. I, <laughs> I wasn't really meeting the qualifications he desired. But you he was what? so sometimes intrigued about a, it. So sometimes that's all he's got a full send it. You'd be surprised. I do. I apply to jobs that I have no qualifications for. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just got to send it. I do. <laughs> the only qualification is I listen to podcasts and I have my own. If he was like... How do you work any of these technological things? I'd be like, yeah, I don't have a single clue. <laughs> we we press record and publish. Yeah, I write a little yep. description and then I publish it. You know what? It's just fun. It's 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 good. It 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 kept us connected in this panini, so it's great. If no one's ever listened before and you just said panini, they'd be really confused. <laughs> She means pandemic um, imagine people. explaining to the pandemic to, like, our kids. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out of my mind. Out of sight, out of mind when it's over. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't come to me when you're learning about 2020 and the history. Don't book. come to me. <laughs> oh, goodness. This dark time. <laughs> uh, I was just saying to my school friends, or someone else, I can't remember... Someone was saying to me that they were bored, and I was like, I hear you. Toronto's been in lockdown since October. Literally. And they don't know that because they weren't... Well, they didn't know that, but they weren't here. So it's not the same for them. I was like, mm-hmm. I understand the boredom. I've stayed in my home since October. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> There's only so much to... My mom said to me this morning, so what's your plan for the day? I was like, mom, I... There is no plan. I'm unemployed. Unemployed. I don't have a school right now. It's raining outside. Like, what is the plan? You tell me. What is the plan? Uh, there really. What is anyone's plan right now? There really is no plan. That's why I was like, what? What would you like me to do today? You give me idea of the plan. Like, <laughs> I'm open. I would like to announce I'm not truly unemployed. My job just can't happen right now. So. Yes, and you know what? Like, I I feel really good that it will soon. I I have that feeling as well. 
because I'm just thinking about last summer and when things like that opened, but yeah, and, I'm hoping. and like cases are getting better and all of that, so <sighs> I think so. And also, like, because I'm like, yeah, because I'm like almost positive it is going to like enjoy it because those 5 a.m. mornings, like, <laughs> it's really in- earlier than that, but yeah. It's an it's an early oh, yeah. joke. I, I thought you started at five. Oh, but yeah, yeah I mean, you have to leave the house way earlier than five. Ooh, and I worked like catch us being grandmas all summer. Like my the yeah, I will not be awake past seven p.m. Once I yeah, will you be going to bed earlier than me? Even yes, like, wow, it's official. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's wild. You will not be hearing from me after seven p.m. No. You know, it's a wild life we live over here. You know what? I probably will be like, oh, I wish I appreciated that time more. But, like, it's not even, like, a regular summer where I could go out and do things. So I just feel yeah. like I'll be glad to be able to do anything. Because even yeah. when people were staying home over this semester and I got to go to work, I was like, you know what? I'm just glad that I get to leave the house. Yeah. You know what? Like, Ontario is just really not it. Like, it's just really not the place <laughs> to be. Oh, goodness. I mean, like, I love Canada. I <laughs> Like, Thank you for the announcement. <laughs> I just no, love I do Canada. Love you. I don't. I don't want. To, I don't want people to get it twisted. Um, but I'm just. I'm just not a fan in this particular moment. It happens. Anyways, <laughs> so our rant rant doesn't go too long. Would it Would it be us if we didn't rant even a little bit? No. Um. What was the highlight of your past week? Okay. <laughs> oh, there's a big one so, coming, people. I'm really. Like, I'm like not afraid to expose myself on here, but as we know, if you are a follower, I am a big High School Musical the series fan, and they were <laughs> they released their first like song from season two, and like a clip of like the scene where that song is in in the show, like not just the audio, like the scenes, and it just really made my day. It made me happy and. Honestly, that was probably my highlight. <laughs> you know what? I'm really happy for you. Other than like my birthday, but I feel like I did. My yeah, I'm surprised you didn't say anything about forward. that. Well, because I feel like my birthday was what I was looking forward to. Right. So I tried to like choose something different for like what my mm. highlight was. So I mean, um, yeah, I mean, it definitely was my highlight, especially um, my drawing and my grandma shirt. Uh, oh, I really great. I'm really glad. It's it's really my favorite item of clothing. <laughs> because I'm also a it's, big fan. it's me. I will future. be wearing it to bed tonight. <laughs> me too. I've been I've worn it badly. Like every night because me. Pretty much. Yeah. Well, that those are very valid highlights. Those are yeah. good ones. So and I just got so yeah, basically I'm just very excited for high school season <laughs> two. And I'm not a I'm exposing myself. <laughs> Um, what did I even do last week? Uh, highlight. I feel like I said, I, my highlight is what I was looking for today. I got a car. It's Claire's yeah. birthday. I moved at school, which wasn't really a highlight because I wish oh, we didn't have to move, but we did and it went okay. So that's fine. So did you like just move your stuff to your new house? Or yeah, did I didn't set anything like, up. Home? I just moved it and left. But, oh, okay, well, that's good you were, you didn't have to, like, bring it home and then back, like, you were able to just put it in. Uh, yeah, well, the lease stops and starts at the same time, Yeah, so. well, I guess that makes sense, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you know, it's May to, May to April. 
You're you good. know, this 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 is the year I come I come to Brantford in the fourth year. If you please, I can't guarantee you that there'll be anything going on, but if you, you please, you know what? Just just for kicks, I'll. I'm, One and only I, bar got torn down. It's a parking lot. I will. I'll bring my own sleeping bag. I'll sleep on the floor. It's fine. You know, we have a couch, but do as you please if you prefer <laughs> the floor. I'm a very comfortable. We have place. a very large sectional. It's very comfortable. Uh, okay, maybe I'll just stay there. <laughs> yeah. What? What else? I don't even know. Yeah, moving was fine. Um, none of us really wanted to move. We've moved every year since first year, and we really yeah. liked this house, but we we had to move. So it's yeah. unfortunate. Uh, tis life, tis adulting. The one thing I will say about this house is I don't have to get my own Wi-Fi, which is a really big benefit, really so I don't have to remember to pay and whatever. Yes. I would just like to say, my experience with Bell was interesting. You see, um, the actual Wi-Fi was fine, worked great. It's just the interaction with the people that worked at Bell that I was like, why? Why are you like this? Oh, we had a we had a great experience. Every time I called Bell, none none of them wanted to actually speak to me. They were so they sounded so depressed. I was like, okay. Yeah. Well, we have Bell, and we have like the five whatever, and it like was not like it would just cut out so much, and so we had someone like come and take a look and there was something wrong with like the actual like five cable on our street or whatever so he fixed it and he was very nice he like gave my mom his like personal number so if we ever need help again <laughs> i was never there when they were installing or i guess we took it out but when i told them on the phone they just they were so thoroughly unimpressed i was like i'm so sorry like i don't yeah i don't know what to say I to you to, like deal with like wi-fi and like phone and stuff it's just like uh, uh <laughs> So, you know, main benefit. Another benefit, rent is cheaper, and it's my last year, so I can't complain too much. Yes. Don't remind me. Don't remind me. Oh, my God. Don't remind me. (laughs) I don't think about it. Like, how did that happen? I almost had a tear leaving my other house. My room was great. Had a big closet. I I almost had a tear. I can't even think about it. You know what? It's okay. It is okay. We we you got this. You made it through four years in Brantford. I'll be back September. You'll see me. So exciting with Gina. Oh yeah, I named my car Gina. That's what I've been calling her. Yeah. If you know, you know. Uh, she. I think she's really gonna feel home at home in Brantford. Um, I'm gonna have to disagree. <laughs> but that's okay. At least she'll like. I, keep it definitely fits better than when i drive my mom's like car it just the because of the type of car she has it really looks like i've borrowed my mom's car when i drive yeah Brantford, yeah so. unless you drive like a pickup truck you don't really fit in in Brantford, so. Ah, uh, yes a pickup. my dad has always wanted a pickup truck my dad's on his second so yeah like, but his dream can come true yes but I'm like, but where are you going to park it? Our driveway is small. <laughs> Our driveway like, would not be able to handle it. Your mom's car would be parking in the parking truck. Yes. <laughs> in the, in the because, back of the truck. I mean, my dad doesn't have, like, a tiny car now, but he doesn't have, like, a huge one. And it is, like, our my my our, my parents' two cars, like, just fit in the driveway. So a pickup truck is, like, that much bigger. It just would not. It's just longer. It just it doesn't work out well. 
But you know what? If when I park behind my dad in my driveway, my car is almost on the sidewalk because his truck is yeah. so long. And yours is bigger. Yeah. For sure. So Anyways, wait. God, this might have been our longest rant yet. Car but... chat. <laughs> Anyways, you want to talk about what we're we're going to be discussing? Yes. Yeah, so today we're going to be calling, we're going to be calling. I, yeah, who are we calling? You tell me. I'm on a long day, um, <laughs> so you know what? it's fine. Um, we're going to be t- taking a little blast to the past today, and we're going to be talking about the preppy murder, which uh, is just kind of the I guess the universal like name for like the few epi- the few podcast episodes I've listened to it. It's just been called the preppy murder, so that's what we're calling it. That's and, interesting. Uh, Picture, if you will, New York City, nineteen eighty six. The vibes. Um, picture, if you will. <laughs> picture, if you will. Close your eyes and transport yourself. Oops, so sorry. Um, so our story starts on August twenty sixth, nineteen eighty six. A woman named Pat Riley is on her bike riding through Central Park. Sounds like a grand time. Um, she's riding by the Museum of Modern Art and she notices that someone is just lying by a tree, but she was like a weird spot to take a nap. She was probably, thinking. well, I would just like to say I did lay down in the park in the rain yesterday after my run. So yes, but not face down. And okay. Like, you know. <laughs> I agree. Could be weirder. <laughs> yes. So something doesn't feel right by the way she is positioned. She's not moving and all her jewelry is missing. But it's so funny because I I was thinking about this, like, because they say that and, like, I mean, I'm going to give credit. I listened to a few, like, podcast episodes on it, so this is where, like, the information is coming from. How would this random girl know that her jewelry is missing? She doesn't, like, know the girls know what she usually wears? I, I don't know. I don't know. But I guess her jewelry was missing. She somehow determined. Maybe it was just, like, so common to wear it back then that they just, like, assume. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> that was, these are just my thoughts so she hurries to call the police and by 6 a.m the area is swarming with law enforcement they corner off a large area and try to figure out who the victim is and what happened she was had a horrible bruise and deep cuts on her face and uh so obviously that she had been attacked um her blouse and bra were pushed up and her skirt had been hiked up to reveal her underwear. Um, so they shut down the entrances and exits, not only to the park, but to the entire city. So the bridges and the roads going out. Um, and by the time the morning rush hour is over, she is identified as 18 year old Jennifer Levin. Back then in the eighties, murder was only chalked up to being related to gangs, drugs, etc. Uh, isolated to uh, bad neighborhoods. Um, And this murder was rocking the community and that kind of stereotype. And it rocked especially Jennifer's friends. Um, Jennifer's friends were privileged people who grew up on the Upper East Side, which if you watch Gossip Girl, you would know the very upscale part of New York. You would know. (laughs) such an iconic show um <laughs> this gives me very like gossip girl vibes in the 80s gossip girl meets like pretty little liars well you know what it's also a real case so maybe i shouldn't say that but it's fine 
goodness. Jennifer wasn't like this. She actually grew up on Long Island and lived in a small Soho apartment. Does anyone know what Soho stands for? Oh, I used to know this. When I went to New York, <laughs> like, I looked it up. I know it's an area of New York, but I don't know what it stands for. Like, I know Soho, but I don't know if it's short for anything. So, something maybe? South of Houston Street. I did know this. Oh, okay. Is it is it obvious we're not from <laughs> Is it obvious we're not from the U.S., or is it just not known that that's what I've never Soho stands for? I have, but have I would never have known what Soho stands yes. for. Um, her friend Peter said that everything that was different about her attracted all of her friends to her. Jennifer was popular and had a lot of friends. Her best friend was Jessica, who she worked with. They both had something in common. They liked to party. Me too, you know. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) These kids' parents were often away, so there was always a large, nice apartment to throw parties in. Um, Jessica, Peter, and her prep school friends were her ticket into this crowd, um, like Dan Humphrey. Oh. (laughs) Or little Jay. Um, Oh, little Jay. Oh, gosh. Uh, as the police learns about this friend group, they start piecing together where and who she was with before she was found. On August 25th, she's in the Hamptons. Like, this is just really... So specific. Goodbye. Yeah, in the Hamptons, staying with Peter, saying goodbye to everyone before going to Boston for college. She was going... She was then going to go back to the city and stay with her friend Alex Alex tells police that she and Jennifer went to Dorian's, which was the hangout uh, at the time, because it was easy to get served. Uh, Yes. Uh, Alex gives a bunch of names of people who were there. And after talking with other friends, there's one name that keeps coming up. And that name is Mr. Robert Chambers. Uh, Or should we say Trash Robin Chambers? Um. He knew Jennifer because she also knew her best friend, Jessica. He also knew her best friend, Jessica. They met at a party for a champagne birthday of a mutual friend. As soon as he comes to the door, when the police go there to talk to him, they immediately notice he has scratches on his face and also a weird hand injury common among boxers who get hit wrong that's never a good look the police showed up and you're like beaten like that's never a good look it doesn't Um, it doesn't present to you as very innocent or regular that's no no it really uh (laughs) doesn't do much to settle the red flags um so they question him about the scratches and he says that it's from his cat like okay what about the hand and okay uh they asked him when the last time was that he saw jennifer he said dorian's was the last time he saw her uh and all throughout this interview uh robert was super calm uh and almost mildly annoyed it's been described as i've never like heard these tapes but from what i've read and listened to about this case after a couple hours, he starts to get very rude, almost like it's an inconvenience for him to, like, be there, which is like, sir. <laughs> um, 
Um, and it is at this point that he starts to change his story, which is just, again, it's one of the many things I've learned. Like, a changing story is just never it's always the red flag. Like, it's just so sus. If there's really no, is. like, correlation with you and the situation and you change your story it makes you seem so guilty it really does um now he says he left dorian's with jennifer and walked together up 86th street in the direction of central park now like the thing is like little things like obviously you can you know talk about like little details or whatever you like you know things happen our memories are flawed but like bigger things like that it's just like when you start to change your story like that it's just suspicious and the police thought so too so they then became suspicious to make sure nothing is missed they called in the assistant da and they started to tape the interview with the ada robert's whole attitude is very entitled and annoyed even in the second interview, though, he is still very calm. He's this a great time, actor. Pardon? So he's a great actor. Someone cast him for something. Yes. Um, this time, he said they aren't just walking up the street together, but that Jennifer wanted to go into Central Park with him, and he just wanted to go home, but went with her anyway. Like, what? it just doesn't make sense. Like, first you say the lot, like last time you saw them they're just like oh wait never mind we had this like whole walk to the park yeah that's not really something you just forget no um and it wasn't even that long at this point like it wasn't like he was trying to remember something from like months so he said that she went to the bathroom in the park and then she started putting the moves on him um he said that uh she sexually assaulted him um, but the police and ADA didn't believe that. Um, and a lot of that non-belief is probably coming from the idea at the time that men can't be like raped or sexually assaulted, which obviously is, isn't true. Right. Like they can be, but she was very small compared to him. So she would not have been able to overpower him. Like, I think she was like five foot. He was like six foot three and oh. 200 and something pounds. Like, it would like it's just like again like this is not to say like that situation can't happen but like in this particular scenario like just that like yeah she wouldn't have been able to overpower him so he said that he pushed her off and she fell to the ground and just doesn't move and at first he thinks she's just joking and playing around um and he keeps saying like something strange he doesn't say her name he just says like the body oh that is so incredibly suspicious of him yeah which is like almost distancing but also like if you thought she was just kidding like why would you call it the body like if you think she's just kidding or whatever um robert said that he didn't try to do cpr call the police or leave the scene he said he just stayed in the park and watched well until police showed up (laughs) what so obviously it's just super suspicious. So at this point they arrest Robert and they feel good about it. So the murder of Jennifer Levin is already a media circus and gets even worse when they arrest Robert. Media latches on to the good looking part and makes this a large part of the narrative. Robert gets a lawyer, the biggest lawyer in New York at the time named Jack. Jack sees the media 
as an opportunity to spin a narrative. He tried to paint Jennifer as a promiscuous sexual deviant and paint Robert as the real victim. Appalling things Jack, there was appalling things that Jack was saying about her. Basically saying she was just asking for it. Oh, Jack. Which is just like, it's horrible in itself, but when the person isn't even there to defend themselves, like. Oh, Jack. Uh. A lot of people are disgusted about it, and feminist groups start protesting. The DA, Linda, tries to come up with a strategy to counterattack Jack's version of Robert. But Robert gives him their best weapon against him. Okay. On the night he was arrested, he brought his phone book to the police station with them, um, and they have a lot of info. The calls they make to friends paint a different picture of Robert. They said things had a tendency to go missing around him. In one instant, he stole a girl's credit card and spent $3,000. Oh, Robert! Robert! Oh, and it gets worse. It does. Because Robert had a big cocaine problem going all the way back to middle school. Yes. Robert, yes. that's so young. He went I to know. rehab, skipped out early, and was back at Dorian's. Robert, my friend. That is yeah, so, so he young. had just gotten out of, a, at least from my understanding, he just like got out of rehab. gotten out of a stint of rehab that night. <gasps> The DA is convinced they'll be able to keep Robert in jail until trial. At Robert's bail hearing, Jack pulls out a letter, and the letter is from Theodore McCarrick, the Archbishop of Newark, who is on track to becoming Cardinal. Jack, you really have resources getting the Archbishop. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It was like a big deal. He holds a lot of weight in the New York politics scene. The DA even goes out to check why he would get involved. Yeah, like, that's so... (laughs) The Archbishop said it was because of his face? Yeah, I was like, oh, like, he had a nice face, like, friendly. Oh, like the media was saying, like, no. Yeah. It just happens that the Archbishop is actually his godfather. (laughs) Of course he is. Of course. Uh, It looks like there was a little more behind this. The Archbishop's letter does the trick and sets his bail to $150,000. Robert's supporters and members raise the money and Robert is released to bail. You know what this reminds me of a little bit about? The, like, good-looking part. What what was his name? You know, the famous one. So famous. Why can't I think of his name? Oh, right? Ted Bundy? Yes. That's exactly, oh my gosh. That's that exactly what I was me. thinking of. That infuriates me because... Oh. The, well, well, both cases, they really played a part in, like, he was cute or whatever and gets yeah. all these, like, girl support because he was, like... Cute. Yeah, oh my gosh, have you ever seen video from, like, the time of, like, the Tap on the trial or whatever, and they're, like, interviewing girls, like, lying outside, like, the courthouse, and they're, like, you're not scared of him, and they're, like, no, like, you know, like, he... Yeah, he he's cute. Know. He doesn't look like he would do anything. That's yeah, it's ridiculous. So... Uh, Clearly he did, pretty, pri- so. pretty privileged, my friend, pretty mm-hmm. privileged. Anyways. <laughs> and wealthy uh, Instead of and going privilege. home... He goes to a parish. As soon as Robert gets out, Jack calls a press conference and Robert gives an apology that is obviously not sincere. He even goes back to Soho, eventually where Jennifer lived. After he gets out, Linda, the DA, gets a call from someone in another precinct investigating a burglary where $70,000 of stuff was stolen and his ID was found at the scene. Robert, what... (laughs) When he was originally brought in for 
uh, for the crime in 85, he just said he lost his wallet. <laughs> Okay. Okay, it seems like a convenient place to lose your wallet. Yeah, really. Um, But now that he's been arrested for something else, they want to try to match his fingerprints. This is just... It, it's really funny because this again reminds me of, like, the Tap Bunny thing where he just left obvious clues. Like... Yeah. And then... Just, like, I swear, it's, like, all the privileges working together, like, money privilege, pretty privilege, white privilege. And they like, get caught for, like, stupid things. Like, didn't Ted Bundy, like, have, like, no lights on his car or yeah. something like that? He got, he, he got pulled over because of a broken taillight. And this guy, like, left his wallet, so they know that he was like, there. if you're going to burgle, if you're going, and at $70,000, that's, like, no longer a misdemeanor, it's a felony. Yes. If you're going to commit felony burglary. Just don't leave your wallet. Claire's giving you the tips here. uh, It shouldn't... I mean, first, don't commit felony. (laughs) But second, don't leave your wallet. Anyways, they match, and this is now a huge hole in the picture of him. Robert even had an associate who worked with him, an African-American man named David, Jennifer's jeweler, jeweler, and... Oh, my computer is frozen, so sorry. And money from her purse was gone. Oh, Jennifer's jewelry and money from her purse was gone. This is just great. Of course it was. With this information, they started to look into other burglaries. They were able to fun, find 30 felony <laughs> burglaries that can be linked to Jack. <laughs> okay. Jack goes into PR spin mode and gets a Robert on the cover of New York Magazine, which portrayed him in a very perfect light. I'm sorry. New York Magazine was like, yeah, let's put this felon yeah. on our oh cover. Gosh. Yeah, I googled the cover. It's wild. I'm just... What? Jack wants to get a copy of her diary to use as proof of her sexual activity, but it is actually a date book. The judge does not let it into evidence, but doesn't even but it doesn't even matter because it got people talking about it. At this point, Robert's defense doesn't even pretend that they're not victim blaming. Protests ramp ramp up against the defense, and Jennifer isn't the only one being blamed. The night she died, Robert was confronted with a girl named Alex who embarrassed him in front of his friends, and a lot of their friends blame her for making Robert snap. That's just ridiculous. It's just so... No so one else crazy. can push you to the point of murdering someone. I'm well, it's just... just so crazy that, like, we're still at this point today where it's, like, women have to be afraid of, like, rejecting men guy or whatever because yeah. you don't want to make them, like, snap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's just... <sighs> On the day she was murdered, Jennifer was wearing a jean jacket that had stains and they want to try to match it to her which at the time was a new science that hadn't really been used yet. The FBI agrees to partner with them on this, and they also try to figure out his motive. The preliminary results say that it is her DNA on the jacket. They're trying to prove that the jacket was the murder weapon. Oh, wow. But the judge will not allow it into evidence, so they can't mention it in trial, Um, and they also can't discuss her missing things. Beyond that, it is really tricky to sit fair and impar- uh, sit twelve fair and impartial ju- jurors, which is difficult. <laughs> so the trial starts in early 1988. He is being accused of second degree murder, and of course, the media is still going crazy. But even more so once the trial starts, 
Jack tries to, Jack the lawyer, tries to smear Jennifer's name and even brings the police into it saying they botched the scene, which like the New York Police Department in the 80s, like wouldn't put it past them, but <laughs> um, it is hard for Jennifer's friends and family, but some take to the, the, to the stand to talk about what she was actually like. Jack has Robert come to court every day with a new girlfriend named Sean. Uh, which I don't really get the point of that. I mean, I was when the podcast I said that it was to try to make him look like, oh, like, you know, a nice girl, like, wouldn't, like, a nice, pretty girl, like, wouldn't date him if he was, you know, like, a bad person. But, like, I don't know. I, see, I don't see the logic in that. But Robert does not get called to the stand by Jack, so the jury never hears from him. So I don't know, like, I, I guess. I don't know, like, law, but does that mean, like, if you are a defendant, like, if you're one being charged, you can only be called to the stand by your, like, counsel? I don't have the facts on that one, so sorry. I mean, it would have to be, otherwise, I I feel like, otherwise, the defense or the prosecution would just call him to the stand if they, I don't know, I'm not familiar with law, I'm no Elwood's. (laughs) um (laughs) robert does not get called oh yeah so on day nine uh so the the jury keeps going back and forth for for many many days and obviously this is like you know worrisome because you know the more days that go by the higher chances of it being a hung jury and so on the ninth day robert's defense makes a call to the prosecutor's office to suggest a plea deal manslaughter instead of second degree murder. So second degree murder requires intent, manslaughter does not. Uh, it is heartbreaking, but the family agrees to the plea to avoid the strain of a potential another trial. So he's only going to get five to 15 years in prison for like all that he's done. Wow. So things quite, so he goes to jail uh, and he gets the full 15 years. So. Things quiet down until a tabloid gets their hands on a video uh, tape of Robert out on bail in 87. And in this video, he is surrounded by four girls in their underwear. And he picks up this doll and starts talking creepily to it and starts to strangle it, only stopping to joke about killing it when the doll's head pops off. Um, which is obviously absolutely disturbing and does a lot of damage to the image of Robert. But in terms of like legality, like the trial is done, it doesn't prove anything. So, you know, Robert serves his whole 15 year sentence because he gets into a lot of trouble in prison and he is released in 2003. Within a year, he is arrested on a drug charge. And again, in 2007, he is arrested with Sean, the same Sean who was his like girlfriend or whatever during the trial, who accompanied him to the trial and who's also in that video. Um, and at this point he was sentenced to 19 years, which is interesting that he went is longer on a drug charge than he was for the murder, which is kind of crazy and says something about our justice system. Yeah. Well, I guess not our, ours. Not it's crazy. definitely not ours. But I mean, I feel like ours would be some could be similarly flawed. I don't know. Um, and so that's just an interesting 
nothing to know, uh, but he is now in prison and is scheduled for release in 2024, which is actually only three years away. That's crazy. Yes. To so that is the story. Very wild. Very, yeah, I feel like it's like old timey, like, Gossip Girl meets Pretty Little Liars. Really like, reminds me of the Ted Bundy situation. Yes. Just. It's crazy. So. Yeah. I guess there's no. I mean, do you have any. I mean, usually we like discuss lots if it's an unsolved one. I mean, we know. We know who did it. I guess my only thought I is just, that it really is crazy that he went away longer on a drug charge. That is crazy. Thought. But I also think it's crazy the way they painted her and him. And that, like, they were trying to get him less time because, like, he's cute and he looks like he would never do it. Yeah. And the fact that that, like, still happens, like, like in more recent times, like... Yeah. That's that's what's crazy to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it, it's definitely, like, it's crazy, but it's definitely, like, not surprising. I mean, ugh, people just like to blame. You can blame. Yeah. Which is not not great, not great, not good. It's it's a so, cra- yeah. That's the case. It's a crazy one. Yeah, hope you I I, I guess enjoy it. I don't know if that's the right word. Hope found you, it interesting. Hope you found <laughs> that interesting. Um, it's obviously really really horrible. What happened to me? She was only eighteen. It's just yeah, it's sad. It but, is. But uh. Yeah, so we hope you hope you enjoyed that. Hope you found it interesting. <laughs> yeah, um, and a happier note. What are you looking forward to? Um, I'm looking forward to. Excuse me. I'm looking forward to. I uh, I think getting up to our trailer at the lake this weekend. Maybe that's good. If weather is good. I'm looking forward to Mother's Day That's and your coming. birthday. I'm so oh, excited. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> so exciting. It we, is exciting. Uh, yes, very exciting. Yep. If you don't of, know. The other half of this podcast turns 21. The other half, yeah. The, this half of the podcast birthday is on Mother's Day. It's on Sunday. So I'm looking forward to it. Well, obviously. it's fitting because you are the mom. I do act like a mother. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really exciting. I'm looking forward to it. But I was saying to Claire, it just feels like it's going to be just another regular day. It's your day. I know, but still. like I know, I know. I, 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 yeah, it's definitely anticlimactic, especially, I mean, like we were both in lockdown for our birthdays last year and a very strict one last year and this year. So like. This it's one, fine. I feel like, <laughs> yeah, fine. it's, I'm glad that it's Mother's Day, too. Like, I don't know, I just, it's, there's not much going on. I just feel like it'll be a regular day. Yeah. Last year, it did snow on my birthday, though, so I'm hoping that it, it doesn't. <laughs> I think I, I, I think I got the bad weather this year. I mean, I think it is supposed to rain, but. You know what, it's fine. I, I'm just very excited to give you your present. Oh, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm, like, looking at it right now. <laughs> she always tempts me like this. I'm looking at it right now. It's right in front of me. It's on my desk. I was desk. sending you a Snapchat video the other day, and, like, the second before I sent it, I realized that, I like, it was in the video because it's <laughs> on my desk. And I was like, oh, no, can't. Can't send oh, that. 
Yeah. Oops. <laughs> uh, anyways. Yeah. As always, um, we hope you enjoyed. And our Instagrams are at katie.bobison. And I'm at claire.ohagan. And the podcast Instagram is at Margarita Madness Podcast. <laughs> yes, hit us up. Let us know literally anything. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> we would love to chat with anybody out there. Oh, I would like to say, we just discovered that one of our episodes has 803 plays. That's really exciting. Thank you. Yeah, that's... If you're listening to this and you listen to, actually, I guess any of our episodes, really, but we, we appreciate it. We, we enjoy doing this. It's, it's been almost a year now. Almost, yeah. It'll be next a year month. next month. Yeah, next month. Which is wild. Crazy. Thank you for being on this ride with us. We have our um, birthday episode coming out next week. Yes. What are we going to like do it on? <laughs> we already have a topic. Don't you worry. Uh, we do. Clearly, I need to talk to the other half of this maybe, uh, partnership. Maybe I, I, I just did not <laughs> Maybe I just did not remember. Oh, I think I remember now. I think I remember now. Anyways. Well, you guys will just have to stay tuned. Yes. Well, have a good week, guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>